Coming up in this episode of The Wheelhouse, an ADL action plan. Stay tuned. Welcome to Season 3 of The Wheelhouse. I'm your host, Dr. Grant Chandler, CEO of Students Matter. In this season, we'll mix interviews and conversations with in-depth thinking around one of our four foundational components of our framework, accomplishment-driven leadership. We'll explore the five arenas of ADL, how to plot a growth trajectory, and then how to use those arenas to do what matters most, serve our students by growing our people. We believe it's our priority as educators to prove to each student and to each teacher that they are both distinctive and irreplaceable. Together, let's continue to step up to this incredibly important challenge and add additional tools and skills right into our wheelhouse. Hello and welcome to episode nine of this season of The Wheelhouse. Uh, I trust that your Thanksgiving weekend was fantastic, that you had a great holiday, and that you are now ready to go and ready to to, uh, take us to the end of this calendar year. In our last episode, we kind of looked at all five of the arenas of accomplishment-driven leadership and we looked at a, a growth trajectory, right, where we looked at a tool that we have created at Students Matter uh, to help those who are on the journey to accomplishment-driven leadership really think about how do you align your leadership challenges to the competencies, those arenas of accomplishment-driven leadership, and how do you strengthen those arenas in order to help you effectively and efficiently deal with deal with some of our everyday um, leadership challenges, whether those are um, small, whether they're big, whether they're complicated, or whether they are really part of that whole strategic vision of where it is that you are trying to take your district or your building or or your classroom. And so we talked, we ended the last episode talking about a specific real life problem. And then we really kind of explored, you know, what, how would I, what do I need in terms of captainship? You know, what do I need in terms of poise, etc. cetera? Uh, and today in this episode, we're going to look at a very specific action plan uh, for dealing with this particular leadership challenge that really calls us to think about those arenas and and what we would do and how we would approach it in a way that's different than the traditional. So we spent a lot of time in episode eight talking about the competencies and connecting them. Today in this episode, we're really going to land the plane on a very specific action plan. So the, the, the leadership challenge that we talked about last time was that students are failing courses because they aren't completing homework. Teachers are frustrated because students aren't choosing to be responsible for their own learning, and the number of course failures is continuing to rise. So I have created a a sample. That's all it is is a sample, 10-point action plan. So how might I approach this, this 
issue of students failing courses because they aren't completing homework, uh, using the the arenas of accomplishment-driven leadership, and how might it be different than a traditional action plan. So I've got 10 points here. Uh, And so I I begin with my own mental models. I've really got to think about, as a leader, you know, how do I feel about grading? What do, what do I think about, you know, if I were to, to, to bring to the conscious level, my thoughts, opinions about, about grading, what are they? Uh, And what, what do I think grades should reflect? And from my lens, from wherever I think now, Am I open to new possibilities? Am I open to thinking differently about the importance of homework and the importance of grading in particular and what grades should reflect and what grades shouldn't reflect? And how do we deal with this whole big issue uh, about grading? And so I would start there, right? Really thinking about, so that's step one, right? How do I feel about grading? What do we what do I think that grades should reflect? Step two is still about me. And that is I need to really think about, and this really taps into episode eight, you know, last week's episode. I really need to think about where I am in my current capacity in each of those arenas of accomplishment-driven leadership. Um, I would use the rubrics and I would I would think about our rubrics that we have available, list very specific behaviors or sorts of behaviors on a continuum from uh, noteworthy to uh, to a, to a lower level. And I would think about where am I in each of those five arenas of accomplishment driven leadership? where do what do I when I think about captainship, for example, and I'm looking at the rubric, where do I most often see myself, acting from in terms of the four the four uh, levels of, of on the continuum. And I would probably in step two, I would also engage in in that conversation with a with a reflective colleague, somebody that knows knows the arenas of accomplishment driven leadership, knows my leadership in particular, because I'm gonna need to be able to use these arenas. And sometimes it's difficult to look in the mirror and, and really honestly tell yourself where you think you are. So let's, you know, I would, I would engage in reflective conversation uh, with a colleague uh, about that. And I'm going to probably focus, certainly talk about all of them, but I know I'm going to get pushback. I know this is going to be a difficult conversation to have with some of my staff. And so that means that my poise as an arena is going to have to be really, really strong. I'm going to have to be confident. I'm going to have to be resilient. I'm going to have to be self-aware. I'm going to have to develop uh, some some additional layers of expertise. And so, you know, am I really ready to lean on poise in particular? I think all five are important, but knowing that I'm going to get some pushback from, from my staff, I know who they are. I know what their opinions are. I know what, what is important to them. And I know that as I start to think about moving the cheese, that that's going to make some people uncomfortable if I don't do that well. And even if I do do it well and skillfully, that's going to be, that's going to be a difficult conversation for some people. So am I really ready to lean on this poise 
as an arena for of accomplishment driven leadership. And so I'm gonna I'm gonna go there and I'm gonna I'm gonna be be looking at that. And I'm going to also be using the leader's compass, that additional tool to think about how I strengthen not only poise, but how as I'm getting ready to do this work around homework, how am I strengthening my other areas of accomplishment-driven leadership as well? So step one and step two are all about me as a leader. I haven't engaged in a conversation with anyone yet. I'm getting some things in place so that I can lead this conversation and this work and lead it well. Step three, I'm going to do a barometer check on my strategic vision, right? And that strategic vision that we've been working on as a building or as a district. And I'm going to do, again, I'm not talking about grading yet. I'm not talking about homework with uh, with my staff. I'm just going to do a barometer check about the strategic vision, where we're headed, and to what degree are my folks headed in that direction with me? To what degree do we have some discretionary effort? To what degree are we ready to have perhaps some difficult conversations about some issues? And um, so I just really want to measure readiness. So again, although it's not quite about me, it's still work that I am doing um, kind of behind the scenes to get my team ready for this work. And the fourth step in my action plan is also about me. And that is I've got to increase my own learning around the power or lack thereof and impact of homework and this whole issue of grading. So I've got to be really well-versed in what I want to talk about and what what research I want to use and, and whose voices I want to bring to the table. So I've got to do some learning on my own. I've got to increase my own, my own uh, expertise in the area before I'm going to engage in conversations with other people. Um, yeah, we can learn together, but if I don't learn ahead of the game, then it becomes very difficult for me to steer and guide. So I've got to do some learning, or maybe a lot of learning uh, ahead of time. And you know, and homework and grading, that's not a that's not a little issue. That's a big issue. So as you're listening to this podcast and thinking, like, oh my gosh, he's at step four and he hasn't even talked about the issue yet, because the issue can potentially be really big and really volatile. So we got to get ready for, right? Because an accomplishment-driven leader is all about guiding and steering the growth of others in a way that's aligned to student need. And I can't guide and steer if I'm not well-versed in the bodies of knowledge that's out there, where my team is in terms of that, that barometer and that strategic vision. So it's really important to do some of that upfront work first. And then we get to step five, which I'm really going to lean heavily on this idea of guidance as an arena of accomplishment-driven leadership. So I really got to think about what does my team know? What do they know about grading? What do they know about homework? What do they know about the relationship between homework and grading and learning? What's their level of expertise? about these issues? What are they 
excited about when they think about grading practices, homework practices? What do they wonder about? What do they struggle with? Besides just the issue of being frustrated about student responsibility. So when we start to when I start to think about this issue now with my team and knowing that I'm going to guide and steer and anticipate their growth, then I've really got to think about where they are. And now I've got to bring that the level of expertise that I have created for myself and, and built for myself around these issues. I now have to bring to them and I have to build very strategically. I have to steer, support, and anticipate their growth in these areas, in this level of expertise. And I haven't really introduced the issue of wanting to talk about it or wanting to make changes, but we can't solve issues with emotion and opinion. It just doesn't work. We need to learn and we need to draw from bodies of knowledge and expertise. So step five is all about their learning and their growth. Step six, I need to use those contemplative practices of predict, plan for, and respond. I got to think about what the very specific needs are of my individual teachers, right? And I need to think about, as I'm building their expertise, what are those needs that I can anticipate for each of those, each of the adults, my, my teachers? How do I then think about the best ways to meet those needs and then I'm going to actually respond and put put that thinking into action. And so this is about, it's kind of a, a melange of guidance in step five and contemplation in step six, because as I'm building the expertise of my whole team in step five, I've now got to think about specific individuals and that predict, plan for, respond phase in step six when it comes to contemplation. Because I've really got to think about, understand, and be able to support and respond to individual teachers and their needs. Because if I leave a teacher hanging out there in the dust, then they're either going to be that negative voice. And, that, and, and I don't mean negative in the sense of of being bad. I mean, negative in the sense of it's going to be really difficult for them to engage in this conversation intellectually and, um, and, and meaningfully outside of opinion and emotion if I have not catered to and thought about the needs of each one of my teachers. So I got to get each one of them ready for this conversation. And that is a mixture of guidance in step five and contemplation in step six. In step seven, I'm going to have to really rely on captainship as an arena because now I've got to create that very structured dialogue that invites voices but gets us to think and process the information and the, and the heightened levels of expertise that we've created and now looking at the problem that we have in terms of course failures and students and, and homework completion. And I got to be really mindful of things like 
what do we know about homework completion in children who live in poverty, for example? What do we know about um, families that have language barriers and their ability to assist their students in the homework that we assign them in a language that may not be their own and that they may not have enough fluency with to be able to to provide support. So there's a, a, a host of, of issues that we have to think about and think through. And, and this is where captainship becomes really, really important because I've got to skillfully lead these discussions, right? Where we think about the problem about homework completion and we think about it from an intellectual perspective and not from an opinion or from an emotion. And we now have heightened levels of expertise that we can bring to the table to talk about this. So we again, we're, we're not talking about solving it. We're talking now about what's the relationship between where we are with homework and course failures and homework completion and what our, our new bodies of knowledge and expertise tell us about homework and grading practices and what grades should or should not reflect. And then we get to step eight, where I'm going to rely really heavily on realization. Because now I've got to think about how do I get closer to my vision of what it is that I am trying to do, which is that each and every student be successful. What does it look like if we get a little bit closer to that vision? What does it look like if we get a lot closer to that vision? I got to think now about how do I steer the team? So I got to put very specific, based on previous action steps, very specific steps in place here in, in step eight in that realization piece, how, and again, I'm drawing from the voices of my team as well. So this isn't something that I'm doing all by myself. We're doing this together. How do I, how do I get them and us closer and closer to that vision? How do I steer the team? What's that timeline look like? What additional learning do we still need in order to make that happen. And now at the, in that realization arena and, and in step eight, we're actually together crafting that plan. What is that going to look like? How are we going to deal with our particular issue? And when we leave step eight, we have a plan. Step nine, we're going to put that plan in place. We're going to measure impact. And then I need to, as the leader, I've really got to be putting those contemplative practices back in place really strongly because as we're putting it in place, I've got to predict, plan for, and respond to teacher needs as they're putting a new plan in place, perhaps big shifts in grading practices. I've got to be mindful of what those needs are that, that they're going to have as we put that plan in place. I've got to understand the relationship between adult need and student need. And I'm going to need to look at you know, all of, I'm going to need all of those arenas to really be mindful of what does it mean to put that plan in place and not just say, there, go, but go, there, go. And now let me think about and let me look and let me invite and let me inquire about and let me calibrate what those needs are 
of our students and of our teachers as we're putting this particular plan in place. And I'm going to measure impact. Is course failure going down? What are we doing? You know, are we are we getting students actively engaged in their coursework in a way that may not look like homework? Again, that depends on what that plan is that we that we identify as a team in step eight. And so I'm looking at and, and monitoring and calibrating that plan in step nine, thinking about where we are as we measure impact. And then step 10, repeat specific steps as needed. So as I get additional data, uh, which could be grading data, it could be homework completion data, it could be student voice data, it could be teacher voice data, parent voice data. As we think about where we are, as we put this plan in place, that's going to really generate perhaps to repeat specific steps that I've already talked about. So step 10 could be, okay, hey, you're making good progress, but you may need to repeat all nine of those action steps to continue that work, or you may need to think about which specific steps you're gonna need to go back and visit or extend to continue and to sustain that work. So that's where our skills of, of inquiry and calibration come into play, where, our, where we think conceptually and analytically and strategically, and we move closer and closer and closer to that strategic vision so that when we reestablish my own mental models about grading and what grades should reflect, and we reestablish the mental models of my team, we should see shifts in mental models. We should, we should see shifts in impact. And hopefully, if I've really drawn upon those arenas as skillfully as I'd like to say I could, then I've also done that in a way that minimizes people's stress and frustration because we are now moving collectively as a team closer and closer to that strategic vision that I measured way back in step three about how helping and ensuring that each and every student was as successful as possible. So that is an example of a specific action plan using, drawing heavily upon five arenas of accomplishment-driven leadership. In our next episode, and there are two episodes remaining in this season, in our next episode, I've been doing a lot of reading and a lot of thinking and, and engaging in conversations with teachers across the country about the difficulties, the frustrations, the difficulties of being a teacher in the 21st century, being a teacher in the midst of this pandemic. We know that teachers and leaders are leaving the, the profession in, in huge numbers. And one of the things that they cite often is teachers, they cite not being understood or supported by administration and certainly not being supported or understood by parents. And there's a, a whole plethora of, of issues that are out there. But we're going to attack or tackle, if you will. We're going to look at what does it mean to be an accomplishment-driven leader? 
in the midst of a pandemic? And how can we utilize those arenas to better support our teachers who are in the trenches every single day? I'll see you next week on The Wheelhouse. And that wraps up another episode of The Wheelhouse. New episodes of Season 3 drop every Monday afternoon, beginning September 27th and running through December 13th. We'll take a break for the holidays and return with Season 4 in early 2022. The Wheelhouse is a production of Students Matter, LLC. Our show's theme music, Off We Go, was written and performed by Cody Martin and obtained through Soundstripe.com. If you'd like to explore this topic further and take our online course on accomplishment-driven leadership, or if you have something you'd like to share, or even a leadership problem you'd like to see us address, drop us a line at registrar.learningtogetheracademy.com at ourstudentsmatter.org. Again, that email address is registrar.learningtogetheracademy at ourstudentsmatter.org. You can find me on Twitter at Grant A. Chandler or LinkedIn at Grant Chandler PhD. And of course, stop by our website and check out what we offer at www.ourstudentsmatter.org. You can subscribe to this podcast on either iTunes or Spotify, and it can also be found on our website at Captivate, that's H-T-T-P-S colon forward slash forward slash the dash wheelhouse dot captivate dot FM slash episodes. If you'd like our show, please leave us a review. I'd love to hear what you like. Season three of The Wheelhouse is dedicated to the memory and legacy of John, a dear friend and sitting superintendent who fought a courageous battle against cancer but lost the good fight today on the very day we were in the studio recording for season three. John was fiercely dedicated to the four pillars of our work, the contemplative educator, accomplishment-driven leadership, superior instruction, and even more so, to powerful student care. He was deeply committed to saving the lives of each student through the power of education. He will be greatly missed, but his legacy and dedication to the lives of students will live on in our work. Together, our goal is to continuously enhance and utilize our arenas of accomplishment-driven leadership. Proving to each student and each teacher that they are both distinctive and irreplaceable is hard work, but being an educator is the noblest of all professions. Until next time, remember, we've got this.